Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Pitch Talk. We are fans of football dropping vlogs, videos and podcasts on the beautiful game. Check out our videos on YouTube and Instagram's IGTV, including special feature segments, 5 Minutes with the G, The Straight Shooting View, Coaching with JBK, we produce, record and edit video content, and audio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Verbal, Podomatic, Anchor, Spotify and other podcast platforms. Join the Pitch Talk Revolution on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and www.pitch-talk.com. The pitch is where we eat. The pitch is where we sleep. And the pitch is where we talk. Pitch Talk podcasts and videos are brought to you in association with LE Bikes. Begin your journey into electric bikes. Visit lebikes.co.uk. Welcome to the Straight Shooting View. Hey everybody, what is up? My name is Straight Shooting LJ and welcome to another episode of the Straight Shooting View. And you know what? This one's going to be a tad different as an episode because it actually relates to a good friend of mine. And unfortunately, not for positive reasons. So, if I get a bit emotional, you might have to forgive me, but I have a personal stake in this one. But you'll also hear the views of my co-hosts, Nathan Arsenal and coach JBK, who also know um, the friend I'll be talking about in this. But now, you've heard me over the years give my opinions on how the Premier League does things. And I've not been a fan of a lot of them, but this one takes it to another level. And as I said, this is actually personal. And to channel my inner Bret Hart, in regards to the decision from the Premier League and the decision they forced, let me channel my inner Bret Hart from 1997 and say frustrated isn't the goddamn word for it. This is bullshit. That is because the Premier League recently have been aggressively pursuing legal action against a group of quote-unquote pirates who started a streaming service called Flawless which predominantly streamed football matches that otherwise wouldn't have been streamed in the UK um, due to the 3pm blackout rule. And I'll leave you to do your own research on the ins and outs of the case, but suffice to say that the ringleader of the so-called gang, as the media have colourfully, so colourfully put it, was a great fella and a friend of mine called Mark Gould. And... Unfortunately, as I record this, he has been sent to prison for 11 years. Yes, 11 years for illegally streaming football matches that otherwise wouldn't be shown in this country due to an archaic rule that is basically nothing more than a gentleman's agreement between UEFA and the Premier League. Not even enshrined in law, that 3pm blackout. Because there's nothing enshrined in law saying that Premier League matches can't be shown at 3pm on a Saturday. It's supposedly about protecting the lower leagues and stuff. One of the reasons I'm ticked off by the 11 years is the fact that one of the other members of the group, well, there's one who's got an issue, who's got a warrant issued out for his arrest, but one of the, the others generally have gotten around three years, including one of them who was charged with voyeurism and had indecent images of children on his computer. Now, as a father, the latter of that Part of that makes my blood absolutely boil. 
Because to me, that makes you one of the lowest forms of scum walking God's green earth. If you've got indecent images of kids on your computer. And it's a disgrace that he got almost a quarter of Mr. Gould's sentence. And for me, that shows up how shows how messed up the justice system is in this country. But another couple of comparisons that I'd like to give, which makes Mr. Gould's sentence seem even more draconian, extremely draconian, are the fact that you can get free, count them, free Class A drug trafficking charges, and you'll only get seven years. Seven years. And if you think about the impact and the wider effects of drug trafficking on society, there is no comparison in regards to the negative effects that illegal drugs have. And if you think the Premier League TV rights are big business, it's nothing compared to the war on drugs. And even though this isn't a political show, I have another example. Considering that conspiracy to defraud looks like a, if not the main reason why Mark Gould got 11 years as a sentence. I mean, this was from May 30th. So literally, I think it was the same day um, that the news came out about Mr. Gould in the group. And a man that falsely claimed to be paralyzed for 17 years, claimed one million pounds in benefits has been jailed for 11 years as well. So Emmanuel Bay, who's 68 years old, said he needed 24 hour care, but used the money to build up a property portfolio worth more than a million pounds with his wife, Nancy Bay Sloan, I think her name was. So if you want to talk about defrauding, that's literally taking taxpayers' money, faking an injury, which ties up NHS resources, which have been very much stretched, to say the very least, for a number of years, as it is with people defrauding it and taking advantage of it. Because I'm sure that these literal benefit cheats who were scamming for over a decade, sure as hell weren't going private for their care. They were scamming taxpayers and their borough, of which I think was Lambeth. And they mocked in plain sight. They were building up a property portfolio. And that's very much premeditated. And any way you slice it, a lot of people will have suffered for this. And no one benefited apart from them two. But as mentioned earlier, this isn't a political show. So I'll return to the football and get you to cast your minds back to Calciopoli. Now, Calciopoli back in 2009 was the Italian match-fixing scandal. And yes, some people may say, oh, it's a different country. But the comparison is a footballing one. Because this wasn't a group of people streaming live football matches. This was clubs, chairmen referees on the take I mean Juventus bear in mind they had multiple league titles stripped and were relegated and UEFA kicked AC Milan and Juventus out of the Champions League for their roles in the scandal and the ringleader of that whole thing was Luciano Moggi who got 10 years in prison so still less than Mark Gould got for streaming live matches not altering the outcome of matches and corrupting the course of multiple league campaigns in a Europe-wide match-fixing scandal. Streaming matches. So I said, to me, this screams of the Premier League wanted to make an example out of someone, which actually does nothing, as I've said before on the Straight Shooting View, to sort out the root causes of why people get involved in this activity in the first place. Because remember, the Premier League might have taken down Flawless and put those guys behind bars. 
but there are plenty of other services doing similar and plenty that will keep popping up because fans want to watch the Premier League, but some can't afford it. And in some cases, as I mentioned on episode 112 of the Straight Shooting View, some people can't get to matches for a myriad of reasons. I mean, there's the anxiety about being in large crowds, disabilities, and other reasons, which I discuss in detail on episode 112 of the Straight Shooting View. So I encourage you to go back. But as mentioned on that episode, there's an appetite for it. So why not scrap the 3pm blackout rule? And I mentioned the EFL were considering looking at that last year, back in 2022. And I will concede that, yes, the flawless guys made a lot of money. But that wouldn't have been a possibility or even a reality without the 3pm blackout rule, which apparently and somewhat ironically actually made up 80% of the subscribers who were paying only around a tenner a month. I mean, you couple these factors with the fact that if a fan wanted to legitimately watch every Premier League match, they could be paying £800 plus per year. I'll go into that in a bit more detail later. My thing with this whole thing, though, is that they've looked to make an example of someone, pure and simple, to me. But right now, I'll throw over to my other two Pitchfork co-hosts, Nathan Arsenal and Coach JBK, who have their views on this situation as well. I just think it's harsh. Essentially, you, if you um, basically profit from an entity without their permission, like from my housing, from my, as a housing association, if you sublet our property and make thousands slash millions of it, we can claim in the court for an unlawful profits order. Similarly, Sky and other broadcasting agencies can do similar if you're using their product and making money off it. So they could have done that. That was an option to them, but obviously they've gone down a different road. And, and I suspect that it is to basically send a message to the wider audience that, you know, if you stream our product, this is what we're going to do. But we know this happens everywhere. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's what it is. Going back to my point around the sentencing, I, I mean, I do think it's harsh. Um, I've seen, I say I've seen, I've, I've, I've seen cases, I've seen people get a lot less for more serious cases. But I think the reason he has been given 11 years is for two reasons. I think... One of the issues was contempt of court, which is actually quite serious. I don't know what the circumstances around that was. And the other thing is, is defrauding um, defrauding something. So I think, I think the, the, the overall reasoning, we're talking about fraud. And if fraud is the main reasoning or one of the central reasonings for the length of the sentence, then I can probably understand why it's about that length. Because he did, st- he obviously he's gained, he's gained financially by defrauding a third party. So it's fraud. So that's probably why it's like that. And to be honest with you, I have seen people who've done fraud get similar sentences, but it depends on the individual circumstances. That probably would explain why it's 11 years. But I just think it's harsh. I I just think the sky could have, or whoever the entity was, um, could have choked, could have gone down a different road. That's just my view. Well, yeah, that is worrying how a guy can have indecent images of children on his computer, laptop or whatever, 
and he only gets a menial sentence like that? Are you taking the piss? Although they may argue that this guy got 10 years on a sex offender register. F*** that. You know what I mean? As far as I'm concerned, that sort of thing, straight away, that's a stand... For me, in my opinion, that's standard straight 20 years. You know what I mean? Minimum 20 years in prison. You're a paedophile. It's disgusting. Indecent images of children. And you're getting less of a sentence in comparison to fraud. Nah, it doesn't, doesn't sit right with me, that. It doesn't sit right with me. Do you know what I mean? What it should be is 20 years, and then you get lifetime on the um, sex offenders register. That's disgusting. I don't know. Do, do you know what? I've always... I've always, I think we've talked about this before, I've always been a critic of the criminal justice system in this country anyway, because the sentences are are a joke. They are literally a joke. But I, yeah, I, I just think, just going back to the, the original point, is that I just think they've stung him for fraud and they make an example of him, um, to be quite honest with you. So yeah, it's definitely disproportionate in my view. Um. So yeah, I believe... With Mark Gould, the situation with Mark Gould, I feel that the the the, ele- the eleven years was was a bit steep um, and too steep in my mind. Um, reason being, it's it's not something over. It's not something to do with with anything more than just watching TV essentially. But as Nathan has quite, has quite rightly put it, um, it could be to do with fraud. Um, and defrauding a major company such as uh, BT Sports, Sky Sports, um, CBS, all of those um, design, and it could have been any, any major, um, any major company, basically, basically um, giving him millions. Well, not him, giving him millions, but essentially, he's taking millions from them, um, and essentially downloading everything or streaming everything through his whatever device he was doing i think the issue that has been um raised is one of the the three one of the three within this this situation um had child pornography on it um but has been given less less time now there was a suggestion that anybody who's got that um child pornography on their phone anything like that or on their device but gets given less time is wrong um i feel that that's just the same situation um with this is that they should be getting a lot longer um than what mark gold got and hopefully that is resolved and there is a switch around to whatever the time was given but if it is to do with frauds um it's a bit like a bank robbery, risk taking millions, living uh, living lavishly, and being caught in the act on it. Um, so it's it's a difficult one, but him, I hope uh, I hope your friend is well, and he does get a little bit less time um, if there is an appeal towards this, and there is a there's there's a way to to come around that. I do do agree again with Nathan's sentiments, um, suggesting that there there should be a longer sentence, and maybe a list, a lifetime list, uh, for a few things. But again, it needs to it needs to be dealt with. It needs to be dealt with quite clearly. 
Um, and it needs to be appealed to the point where Mark gets less time. And if they are, if they are making a um, a statement with giving him eleven years, maybe they should have they should have done it with a few others who have been doing it for years as well. But yeah, I think that's what my that's my personal opinion from it. Yeah, so I mean. <sighs> The Mark Gould situation, I mean, I'm trying my hardest not to kind of take it personally because obviously he was a friend of mine um, and a very good friend at that. And this whole situation is just one of them ones where, as I said, it's nothing but the Premier League trying to make an example of someone. Because, I mean, you look at certain other cases where, and I've I've been... Um, I've been in touch with someone who's kind of at the epicenter of this, and basically, one of the one of the odd things about this whole thing is that apparently the Premier League have recovered over a million pounds already um, from Mark Gould um, out of the one point seven million that they said that this city made. So it's one of them where it's like. It, <laughs> like they could have had him just pay the stuff back as Nave said and there is a bit of there is a bit of precedent for this because you look at um, what's it Nintendo and with the issue with Gary Bowser and yes it's America but the I mean the, the principle is there where with Gary Bowser um, Nintendo were pushing were obviously pushing hard to um to get Gary Bowser jailed, but the judge basically overruled it. And um, it was literally this year, actually, I think it was like April of this year, where Gary Bowser actually got released from prison. And he was sentenced, he was sentenced to 40 months, 4-0, 40 months in February of 2022. So only what, a year and a half ago, um, he was sentenced and he pleaded guilty as well and agreed to a $4.5 million um, dollar fine and an additional $10 million dollar fine to settle Nintendo's own civil lawsuit against him. And it's like... And Nintendo are actually now able to... Um, to basically recoup 25 to 30% of his personal income for the rest of his working life. So, and that process actually has already begun because I was reading up on this again. And Nintendo like took back $175 from his prison job whilst he was incarcerated. And obviously he's not going to be able to ever pay that back in full. But due to time served and good behavior, I mean, Gary Bowser already can return home to Canada. And it's one of them. And, and you've got, you got to remember that, yeah, Gary Bowser made reportedly $320,000 over seven years, but that's significantly less than the fine he's required to pay. So it's one of them where it's like, but Nintendo's lawyers, you got to look at that. And the group that he was a part of, they said they like Nintendo looked for damages of greater than 65 million pounds due to spending time updating hardware to deter piracy. Now the Premier League, that that small cheese in comparison to Mark Gould, where you're looking at 1.7 million, but yeah, the Premier League pushed to have him put in prison for 11 years. 
And it's like, even Nintendo didn't push that hard against Gary Bowser. And they said that Gary Bowser cost them $65 million. That's the damages they saw. So it's one of them was he was sentenced to 40 months in prison for that. But Mark Gould somehow gets 11 years. And it's like, yeah, there is so much wrong with what the, with what the Premier League have done, in my opinion. And I mean, at the end of the day, you've got to look at it as well. I mean, Mark's not an offender. He's a it, this is a first offence, and it, it's just one of them ones where where it's like it's punishment instead of rehab. Where prison is actually supposed to be, you're supposed to rehabilitate someone and integrate them back into society. But now, because of this, Mark's going to have a criminal record for the rest of his life. And obviously, that then impacts the employment he can seek going forward. And it's like, it's just one of them ones where it's like, where it's like yeah, the, the justice system is just, as Nave said, it's just, it's open to so much criticism because of this. You're punishing instead of rehabbing. And also as well, it's just, it's, yeah, there's, there's just so much, there's just so much wrong. And, it, and you look at, with the Premier League as well, um, they can get their costs back from central funding. But the snag with central funding is that it's taxpayers paying that. So essentially, we're paying for the Premier League to go after, to do this basically frivolous, in my opinion, lawsuit and it's one of them ones where it's like the Premier League are going to claim all those fees back. They're going to get all that money back anyway. The 11 years is just spiteful, in my opinion. And it, it as I said, it, it's hard not to kind of take that personally and take that as someone trying to make an example out of someone else and send the message. And it shouldn't be like that. And for me, I think the Premier League have major influence and they had major influence, of, of course, with their legal team. Because this, as much as people want to say it's fraud, it's actually not. It's copyright. It's copyright infringement. That, that's what it is. It's breaching copyrights. Yes, multiple breaches over a span of time, but it's copyright breaches. It's. I don't think it's defrauding. So, yeah, man. I mean, going for something like conspiracy to defraud when it's really copyright and actually getting away with doing that, it shows that the Premier League and their legal team have major influence. So it's like, uh, but but then, but but then you basically, uh, yeah, it, it's just one of them where it's just, I, I'm not in agreement with with what's been done, and I think as I think it, as I said before, it sets a dangerous, really really dangerous precedent. And I said it just looks really pretty spiteful, in all honesty. And the punishment definitely does not fit the crime. It's, it's excessive. It really is excessive. I said it, especially when you look at the Gary Bowser case so, uh, with Nintendo. So it's like, yeah, it just, it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't sit well with me. It just comes across as sinister. It really, it really does come across as that. So yeah, man, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping Mark can appeal it and because especially when you think of like a lot more, as has been said, a lot more serious crimes that get a lot less time. And that said, Mark's, this is a first time offender. 
this is a first offence. And then, but I said previous, I said um, earlier, it's one of them ones where three class A drug trafficking charges only get you seven years. So you can be a repeat offender with class A drugs and still get less. So it's, yeah, man, I, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's just one of them, it's just one of them ones. But then you look as well at, one of, one of the other things that's really annoyed me is media perception. And you know how I am with what I call the parasitic media anyway. And it's one of them was there like trying to portray him as some millionaire playboy and all that. And it's like, well, no. It's like you're reporting rumor and supposition just to try and make it look like some Hollywood story. And it's like, no. This, like Mark's not a criminal mastermind. He really isn't. And I'm not, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying that because I know him. He's my friend. So it's one of them where it's like a criminal mastermind would have offshore accounts in the Cayman Islands and all it and all of this and have influence with politicians and all that. Mark ain't got none of that. And clearly, the Premier League has proven that that he hasn't, he hasn't got that. He's just made a load. He's just made a load of money with a couple of other people. It's like, that's not criminal masterminds. And at the end of the day, they are, with, with Flawless, they were providing a service that the Premier League actually doesn't cater to. I said before, like the 3 p.m. blackout, you don't show them games in this country anyway. So to go half the room for that, it, yeah, it, it's, it just beggars belief. And I said the media perception of him being a millionaire playboy and all that is totally false. But as I've said before, we've never been in an era where there's been more access to information, but we've also never been in an era where there's more lazy people. So a lot of people won't look beyond the headline. They'll see a couple of pictures and just form a judgment straight away. And it's usually, I think it was Dave Chappelle who said, "What's well, it? Knee-jerk reactions are knee-jerk reactions are usually wrong." One hundred. <laughs> so uh, I, I said, "Man, the whole thing to me is just nah. It it just smacks of just being spiteful." So as my co-host Nathan Arsenal mentioned, why not go for the law, unlawful profit order? I make Mark Gould and the rest of the flawless guys pay the money back instead of putting someone in prison for 11 years. I mean, this whole thing is even more weird. And for me, smacks of the Premier League wanted to protect their profits. Because in recent months, it's been reported that they've talked about going after the fans who stream matches as well. So not just those even providing the streams, but again, that does not solve the problem of piracy because it does not look at the root causes of why people turn to piracy and illegal streaming to watch Premier League matches. Primarily exorbitant prices. Because imagine, imagine you're paying 40 to 60 quid a month for Sky Sports. About a decade ago, remember, you couldn't split up movies and sports, so you had to pay for both, even if you didn't use one or the other. Then to watch more games on BT Sport, it's another what? seven eight quid as a guess because i know that fluctuates then you've now got amazon on the scene as i've discussed on the straight shooting view um, on a number of occasions so you've got to pay for amazon prime to get a handful more matches 
So essentially, you could end up paying 79 on 80 quid for football a month and still not be getting the 3 p.m. Saturday matches that other countries, and even with services such as Now TV, they don't offer the 3 p.m. Saturday matches. So, for example, other countries like Hong Kong, where a journalist called Josh Noble um, actually mentions in a recent Financial Times opinion piece that for £50 a month in Hong Kong, you get every single Premier League match, plus La Liga, Serie A, French League games, plus the European club competitions. So as I've said on other episodes of this very podcast, is it any wonder that people turn to piracy? even more so now in the cost of living crisis and previously austerity where people want some respite some escape from the hardships of life and with with stuff like energy prices and fuel prices rising it's only gotten harder and harder and more children for example are slipping into poverty and of course those who offer the escape do make money but at the same time you could argue so do loan sharks And you could say they're definitely taking advantage of people in their hardships and not offering them an actual escape, only a deeper hole to sink into. Whereas streaming live football matches doesn't do that, does it? Really doesn't. As mentioned though, this is not a political show and I will start to end with this. There is a petition on change.org to help Mark Gould, and it would be tremendous if anyone hearing this could, could sign it and share it for others. The link is in the episode description. Because I know there are a lot of like-minded people who are against these multi-billion pound entities doing nothing but protecting profits and forcing draconian sentences for the sole purpose of sending messages to others as opposed to actually dealing with the actual issues of why people turn to piracy and illegal streaming of football matches. To me, it also shows as well, just like with the European Super League, when if you mess with these entities' money, they're lightning quick to react. But for other issues, such as racism, etc., they're always slow. And the punishments are usually minor which on a personal note shows where their priorities lie and again like UEFA with the Super League I think the Premier League seemed ticked off at being undercut because caring about grassroots football has personally I don't think ever been a priority of theirs and I know that only too well as a grassroots level player and we've discussed on pitch talk shows for well over a decade in regards to the Premier League plundering the grassroots game so for even an argument to try and say oh well this is taking money out of the lower echelons of the game well it's like no (laughs) it's like there is not anywhere near enough money given to the lower echelons of the game anyway just on a general basis so for me even that argument doesn't really hold water at all so for me it's just one of them ones I just look at it as I said The Premier League have decided to make an example out of someone. And that does not solve the problem. (sighs) I said, man, I want to know your views. Do you agree with myself, Nathan and Jamie that 11 years behind bars for streaming football matches is and making money off it is harsh? 
Do you guys agree with that? Do you think the Premier League are just trying to protect their profits and making an example out of someone like Mark Gould pretty much just because they can? Not because... And <laughs> do you think that them making an example out of Mark Gould is because they're just trying to protect their profits? And do you think as well that streaming piracy will only get worse as prices go up in terms of watching football? And should the 3pm blackout be scrapped? Will that help to get rid of piracy? I think I think you've got to look at both of those things. Lowering those prices because they are exorbitant and it's it's crazy. So... I said, man, you, you've got you've got so much. I'll end on this on a personal note. I said with my comparisons, Luciano Moggi, look what he organised with Calcio Poli, and look at Emmanuel Bay as well, and that benefit fraud doesn't even come close to just yeah. It just doesn't hold water for me that you'd get eleven years for streaming football matches. And the Premier League, I said it was a very... It's an unusual move for them to do it. They don't usually pursue things like that in that way. So, <sighs> is what it is, man. Anyway, I've been straight shooting LJA. www.pitch-talk.com is the official website to view all things Pitch Talk, including our podcasts such as Coaching with JBK, The Straight Shooting View, Five Minutes with the G, and more. YouTube.com forward slash Pitch Talk is the official YouTube page at Pitch Talk on Twitter. Tweet with us, follow us, see what we are up to. Facebook.com forward slash Pitch Talk, become a friend, become a friend, become a member of the group. Join the Football and Revolution we are working so hard to create. At Pitch Talk on Instagram for vlog previews, podcast previews, and much more. We're on Reddit. We're on TikTok as well. Search us at Pitch Talk on those platforms as well. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, so many other places. Amazon Music, wherever you pick up your podcast is where you can pick us up and listen to the Pitch Talk podcast. And also as well, you could grab the RSS feed from our website to import into your podcast players. I have been straight shooting LJA and you know what? Until next time, remember, if they can sting one person in the draconian fashion, it's only a matter of time before they start going for others. Take care, people. Join the Pitch Talk revolution. Check out the official Pitch Talk website. www.pitch-talk.com Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Pitch Talk. We are fans of football dropping vlogs, videos and podcasts on the beautiful game. Check out our videos on YouTube and Instagram's IGTV, including special feature segments, 5 Minutes with the G, The Straight Shooting View, Coaching with JBK, we produce, record and edit video content and audio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Verbal, Podomatic, Anchor, Spotify and other podcast platforms. Join the Pitch Talk Revolution on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and www.pitch-talk.com The pitch is where we eat, the pitch is where we sleep and the pitch is where we talk.